Hey darlings, this podcast episode is all about exercise, why it's so good for people with ADHD, why it's so important for people with ADHD and neurodiversities, and how to actually make it happen when you have those neurodiversities that are stopping it from becoming a routine. So exercise is so good because it creates dopamine and other other hormones too, but ADHDers are low in dopamine and norepinephrine, and apparently exercise helps norepinephrine too. So it it makes up for that lack. And I always wondered, why am I so sensitive? Why is it that I need to have all the, I need to micromanage all these little things in my life just to feel okay. And if I drop the ball on one of them, it's like my life starts unraveling. And those things were eating right, hydration, time outside, exercise, and also really watching my input of things that I was watching, what I was feeding my brain, if I was feeding my brain enough or not enough, if I was having too much focus time or not enough focus time. And I just wondered why life was so much harder for me. Turns out it's just ADHD. And once I created this understanding of it and realized that it's not all these little things happening, it's one thing, is that I'm managing my dopamine that made me so empowered. So one piece of that is the exercise piece. And I tell you, on my New Year's resolutions, every single year, hang on. Sorry guys who are just listening to the audio. I just realized that my mic is not in front of me. Still haven't set up that desk. I've really got to think about how I want to set this room up. Okay. So sorry for that change in audio. Every single year I had exercise on my goals list and it took such a long time I'm 30 now and I've finally got it under control it's an absolute habit for me and it's easy and I had to build up from that like when I had my second child um seven years ago I was experiencing chronic fatigue and I couldn't do much at all. And I had to slowly build up from chronic fatigue and having zero energy to now I'm exercising like an hour every morning and it feels amazing. And it's it's especially incredible because my family was never a particularly active family. I never saw myself as a sporty person. And Um, A couple of years ago, I actually had an epiphany because I was never into sports at school, but I realized that I love doing individual active things that engage my body and challenge my mind. And the first time I went rock climbing, it was amazing. And roller skating, I love, and I like going for bike rides and I like going for walks and I like kayaking. And I realized that, hang on, I am actually into these active pursuits so that's another thing to keep in mind is those subtle beliefs about ourselves that may or may not be true. And I still don't see myself as a sporty person, but for me to be working out every morning and doing these exercises that I saw as something that's for other people, for people who go to the gym, for people who like to work out, that feels incredible. And it makes me realize and like realizes in really embody and know, have that deep knowing that 
it's just so interesting how we look at other people and think, oh, that's them and they're that type of person and that's why they do that thing. But it's the other way around. It's the behavior that creates the type of person. And when we look from the outside in and we say, well, they're different from me and I'm not them and they don't look like me, we put up this glass wall in front of that thing. And if it's a thing that we want to do, that we want to act like, that we want to feel like, that we want to enjoy as well, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. So I have the workout gear now, getting actual workout gear that I love was a huge step for me and actually two years ago in COVID was the first time I got myself some joggers and some exercise gear but I didn't like the feeling of it the texture and so I quickly stopped using them but now um, for the last couple weeks maybe probably getting on six weeks maybe two months I have hot pink workout gear it's comfortable it's thick and not that silky kind of you gotta, you got to find the things that sense, sensorially feel right to you. And just looking down at myself and seeing this pink workout gear, it's so fun. And I'm like, from the outside in, I look exactly like those other people. I'm getting up in the morning, putting on my workout gear, going to my treadmill and my exercise bike. And I do my morning tappings and high vibe stuff and a few little rituals while I'm doing it. And I've become that person through working up through all these little steps. And there have been times that, whoops, I just fell for those of you listening to the audio because I'm on a three-legged stool. Um, Yeah, so I just went to the side a little bit. Anyway, um, yeah, I had to work up to that from little bits and... You don't want to overwhelm yourself by doing too much at once. I am so in love with my habit tracker that I have and it just has a list. It's an app. as a list of all the different things that I want to do every day and I've got them color-coded for things that I want to do every day and other things that are just a um, suggestion, like I'd like to do them every day. And it's got like shows the last five days and the ticks of all the days that I've done. So it's using the don't break the chain strategy or the keep the streak strategy. And I just love holding down the button and turning it into a tick after I do each one of those exercises. And that gives my brain dopamine. And knowing that I'm aiming to do these things every day and to see those incremental increases really helps me keep going as well as having the long-term vision of I always connect into the vision of me when I'm 90 and I want to be fit. I can see the version of myself at 90 looking back and knowing that I've exercised every day. Not necessarily every single day. Like when I went camping, I didn't do all my exercises. I did a couple of stretches, but I was still active. And if I'm unwell, I'll let myself rest and I will have that self-compassion and self-care. But being able to look back even from the end of this year and say, wow, every day I did um, lunges and I can see that my legs are more toned. So having both those perspectives and knowing that this is a long-term goal and that it's about fitness and having that devotion rather than discipline. It's not about doing the action. It's about being devoted to my body and to my health and this temple that I live in or this meat suit that I live in that is what I'm going to be in for the rest of my life. So I want it to feel good. 
that's what keeps me going. And my other um, podcasts and videos will give more tips on how to keep habits going. I've made quite a few about that already. Um, But that's how I specifically feel about exercise. And it is just so amazing after being so on and off with exercise and having these beliefs that it's not really me to finally be doing it and finally be doing it regularly. I highly recommend it. Um, Yeah. So... It is possible for you and remember ADHD cycles and the in-cup strategy, bringing in interest, passion, novelty, challenge. Um, and that's that's what I've been doing with when I'm exercising. I bring in novelty. I listen to different podcasts or videos or read a book or do Duolingo or something. Sometimes I get bored of my routine, so I shake it up. I can do it in a different order every day. Um, So I could get on the treadmill and do cardio first or I could do stretches and exercises. And that challenge of having my habit tracker app. Damn it, I just realized that I turned off the background sound canceller. I didn't want it to start timing. Anyway, so bring in those other strategies as well and start small. For such a long time, I was going through the cycle of finding a new exercise that I loved and then doing, getting sick of it. And then I would have to find something else that really engaged me. So finding this routine that I have at the moment that I can change while still doing the same thing, change the order, change what I'm multitasking it with is really amazing. And if if that doesn't work for you, find something that you love and then switch it up. It's okay to do what I did for years, which was, oh, I'll do dance aerobics for a month and then I'll do yoga for a month and then I'll find my new favorite thing as long as you are moving your body. And so we've come back around full circle to talk about why it's so important. When you move your body, not only are you creating those uh, great hormones and neurotransmitters in your brain, but you're moving the energy. And it's really interesting because we often think that when we're tired, it's because we don't have enough energy, but there are actually seven types of rest. And sometimes your body is tired and needs a rest, but other times your body is tired because you need to get moving. So through trial and error, you can learn to tell the difference between them. And sometimes, sometimes I need both at the same time. So I will rest first, but then I find that point before I get really lethargic and sluggish that I need to get up and start moving again. And that could just be moving, walking around the house. It could be doing some housework. It could be jumping for five minutes onto, (laughs) I could have stopped saying jumping on. You don't jump onto a, a exercise bike, but I mean, get on for a brief period of time, get on the exercise bike or the treadmill or do some star jumps or do something to get that energy moving again. Um, Sorry for saying um so much today. That's interesting. So you get your you get your neurotransmitters and your hormones going. You get your energy moving. It also balances your emotions. Doing exercise in the morning 
can set you up for the entire day. And I've read suggestions that even just 10 minutes, especially getting these hormones going and getting them balanced and engaging certain parts of your brain, getting your executive functioning capacity actually increasing, it can last throughout the whole day just from 10 minutes of exercise. And everyone can find 10 minutes, even 20 minutes. You can find that time, even while you're brushing your teeth. Sometimes I do squats while I'm brushing my teeth or I do stretches or you can dance. Um, find that time to move your body, especially, especially cardio for ADHD. Cardio is really great. There are all those benefits that I just said. Um, especially come through a cardio workout and cardio can be a dance party. It can be jumping jacks. It can be running on the spot. It can be going for a brisk walk. It can be cycling or bouncing on the trampoline or whatever, whatever. So find the things that you love or love at the moment and do them. If you've got kids, encourage them to do this too, because it will help them function throughout the day. I also love Firstly, movement breaks. If you're feeling sluggish or, again, if you have kids, if you see their energy needs it, then get them moving. Find an outlet for it. If they've had or you've had a lot of focus time, it might be time to go and have some expansive time where you're not looking so closely at things. Your brain's not being so focused and it's kind of focused on a broader view. So going on a walk or doing some art or creativity or talking to somebody or doing that exercise and getting out there, it, it changes the feeling of your energy. It frees up your brain a little bit. Exercise can be great because it allows our brain to focus, but not do hard work. When you are doing almost most things in your life, it's using parts of your brain that ADHD struggles with. So when you're doing maths or planning, it's going to be using your working memory, your executive functioning. If you're cooking, cooking's a little bit more expansive um, in terms of focusing. It's not so heavily focused, but it still uses your executive functioning. So exercise and also actually cleaning and kind of... Um, habitual activities that you do a lot and again create creativity as well relaxes your executive functioning it's a little bit freer and using that executive functioning and that working memory tires us out it's using your energy because the brain the brain uses the most energy it's the organ that uses the most energy it just it uses so much energy to function and for ADHDers and neurodiverse people, executive functioning, willpower, working memory, it's harder. Therefore, you need to kind of push more energy through a smaller hose, that kind of imagery, if you can imagine. That's how it feels like to do these things. So it's more tiring. It's more important for your brain to have a break. This is why kids act out in the classroom because they're doing that it's harder for them and then their brain gets exhausted. So they they might act out, they might get distracted because they physically can't do it. We forget, we think that thinking is this intangible thing, but it is physical energy going through physical neurotransmitters. 
um, going through neural pathways in our brain. It is a physical thing and that's why it feels difficult and that's why we get tired. So it's important to have those breaks and exercise can allow us to have that break by focusing on something in the moment that is a challenge that's physically challenging and it actually takes us out of our brain and into our body. And if you've ever spoken to psychologists or OTs or those kinds of people about neurodiversities, they often say we need a bottom up approach rather than a top down approach. And when I first heard that, I found that so interesting because since I was 14 years old, I was working with CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, my mum was a positive psychologist for a long time. And so I was focusing on the strategy that you pay attention to your thoughts and you choose what thoughts you want to have and then you change your behavior that way. And that's great. It's so beneficial. But then I saw an OT who said that for neurodiverse people, CBT can, there are lots of negatives to doing it. It can become really obsessive. It is like, like you have to think about it all the time, right? It's tiring. It uses those mental spaces and it gets you more up in your head when what you need to do is get down in your body. So that CBT top is a top down approach, but a bottom up approach is bringing in somatic therapies. And I absolutely love a bottom-up approach because rather than changing things from the inside out, from our own willpower, from our effort, you can put your body in a situation where it will naturally change and it changes your physical state, which then will change your hormonal, emotional, energetic, neurological, mental state because it naturally does. So if you go out in nature, like surrounded by trees, there are so many cultures that do forest bathing because you can feel the difference in energy and the contrast between that and like a really busy city because we do pick up on energy. In a city, there are so many um, sensory so many pieces of sensory information that we are taking in and your brain is always taking them in and processing them. And the more there are, the more it has to filter and block out. It's taking in like thousands of, of bits of information. But when you're in a forest, you don't have that. It's peaceful. Your brain can relax. Your body can relax. Your nervous system can relax because there isn't all this hustle and bustle. You're not on high alert. The other attitude with forest bathing is that we have energy that fluctuates. It goes up and down. It depends on the sensory stuff. It depends on our mental state. It depends on our emotions. And we're constantly going up and down. But for nature, for trees and plants, their energy, their frequency is constantly steady. They're not moving around constantly. They're not impacted by things that are happening around them. They live in this calm, peaceful state. And if you can think of two frequency waves, if one's going up and down and it's all over the place and one is smooth like this and they're bumping into each other, they will kind of neutralize and find a point between them. So if your energy is up and down, up and down, up and down, but you're in this calm space where the energy is slow, your state will come more down to that slow state. So that's the energetic perspective of forest bathing. So putting yourself in a calm 
place, whether it be nature or a calm room or somewhere with sensory deprivation, will naturally calm down your nervous system. Then it's going to change your emotions and your thoughts without you having to willpower through using CBT or trying to just without any trying, without trying to have this outcome. So having having mental strategies can be so beneficial and I teach a lot of them and I teach the um, emotional, what's it called? Emotional guidance scale, which is great because that then you can notice where you're at and decide which emotion would be the next level up. Like that's a mental strategy to pay attention to where you're at and want to change your emotional state. Same with CBT, noticing your thoughts. I want to think something differently. Same with mentally changing your subconscious programming through journaling and shadow work. All of those are mental activities that can help us be aware and be aware of what we need as well. So if you notice your emotional state is a certain way, you can then go and use these strategies like forest bathing or sensory deprivation or physical activity to change your state, to regulate your emotions. Um, what was I going to say? Through, so I'll, I'll use the example of roller skating. I love roller skating because through doing that, I have to think about what I'm doing with my body, not just to do basic skating, but to learn tricks. And I can focus, I hyper-focus when I skate because the more you do it, and the same happens with yoga and anything that's slightly strenuous and you've got to focus on. If you've done exercise like this or challenges like this, you'll know what I mean. You have to focus on your body and those other distracting thoughts, that little chitter chatter in your mind gradually fades away because you have to just focus on your body. You have to think, you're just thinking, what am I doing with my feet right now? How am I going to lift this up? Um, how am I going to, am I balancing right? And these aren't conscious thoughts, it's feelings. And it's just amazing the difference that it can make. I know that the same happens in yoga. You'll do a yoga class and you'll start with a chitter chatter. But as the moves get a bit strenuous, if you're holding a downward dog for slightly longer than you can, and you're thinking, oh, this is difficult. It starts to get rid of those other thoughts. And you might be thinking, this is really hard, but you are right in the present moment and your mind is in your body it's really thinking about what's happening right now the same thing happens if you do cold showers a cold shower or going for cold swims will jar you into your body and out of your mind and you might be thinking oh my god i'm so cold i can't do this but you are right here right now and it is a physical tangible thing that eradicates all those other thoughts and just puts your focus in this present moment other things you can do to get you into your body are like sensory input, having something fluffy, putting your feet in the sand or in the grass and grounding yourself, swimming and having showers and anything with water or anything that's like physical um, all over your body, like a, a hug or um, sensory, squeezy sensory things, they bring you into your body. Having a scrub, like you can get dry scrubbing brushes and stuff, brings you into your body. Massages, things like that. They take you out of your, out of your mind and into your body. And that's 
really, really helpful for ADHD because as we know, <laughs> it's all happening in the brain. There is so much activity in the brain um, and things are more difficult. So the brain needs more of a relax as well. It's really, really important. And energy uh, and exercise and moving the body and getting the body engaged is like the quickest, most effective way to do that. EFT is another thing as well that combines the body and um, tapping on the energy points of the body like acupuncture, but using that po positive psychology and this somatic tapping to get you into that body and allow the mental change as well. That's a really quick way to change your beliefs, but exercise I think is the quickest way to change your feelings, your energy, just moving your body because your body your body stores the energy. It's like a battery that charges itself as you're moving and it holds the energy too. So it's like if there's any negative energy, any heavy emotions, when you move it, you get rid of that. You dispel it. You, it's like a dark cloud around you that kind of moves off you the more you move. But if you're sitting and stagnant, it hangs around you. And if you don't have those negative feelings or once you clear them, it also helps increase the positive ones and increase your mood, increase your energy, increase your focus, increase your motivation and just has you feeling really, really great. So I would really encourage you to find something to get into your body and get moving, whether it be a hobby, whether it be exercise, whether it be whatever, something like yoga, but yoga is not cardio. So I'd really encourage it to be something that's kind of a bit more upbeat. Have a dance around your room, do some jumping jacks. Pair the habit with something else. If you do zero exercise at the moment, when you get out of bed, do five jumping jacks or star jumps, whatever you want to call them. Or have a dance party as you drink your coffee, not, not with your coffee cup, sit it down first. Just something to get your body moving. Start with five minutes in the morning, go up to 10, 15, 20, whatever you can fit in. And then if it's only a short amount, or even if it's a large amount, have those little times dotted through the day when you will get your body moving again. Notice if you're feeling sluggish, maybe instead of lying down, do five, five jumps first, or just run on the spot for 30 seconds, just a little bit of movement and see if that gets the energy moving. And you might actually want to move more after that. Or maybe you won't want to, maybe you want to rest, but you've got that little bit of energy happening have brain breaks throughout the day when you've been doing something really focused maybe you want to rest and relax but there are those different types of resting if, if it's a focused thing that you've been doing your brain probably needs a break but maybe your body needs the opposite maybe your body needs to move and it's just the brain that needs the break so that's that's my tips especially hang on the afternoon slump definitely move then too and um, okay, one more thing, one more thing. Anytime you're feeling negative emotion, move your body. When I'm feeling frustrated, agitated, unfocused, frazzled, and I just don't know what my brain needs, I'm, I jump on my treadmill. And this is a recent thing I've done because I haven't had my treadmill for age. I've probably had it for a year. 
hang on, the camera's unfocused, it bothers me. And the exercise bike is brand new. Um, but lately, the last couple of months, they've been in the lounge room. It's another important thing is for whatever you're going to do to be really accessible. I also just found out that the dance, um, dance cardio I do, or I used to do, has an app on my phone and I haven't done it yet because I'm not in the mood, but I'm thinking having that app on my phone, I'm actually going to use it more again rather than going to a browser and logging in. So I'm really excited for that. Make it accessible. And anytime you're feeling those negative emotions or your brain is just, oh, you don't know what you want, get into your body, get your body moving. Aim for 20 minutes if you can, because 20 minutes is like the threshold. That's when it's going to really make the difference. So I encourage you to do that. And I hope I've said everything I want to say. Hold on a secy. That's what I wanted to say. I'm sure there's more science that could be shared, but I'm more about helping you actually get it done and feel motivated to get it done. And I think you got the gist as to why it's so important. And if you didn't get the gist, just try it out because it is life-changing, absolutely life-changing. Functioning with ADHD and neurodiversities really comes down to having that great foundation first. And I know, trust me, I know it can be hard to have that foundation, that foundation of good sleep, good eating, hydration, exercise, and outdoor time. It can be tricky to get it down, but there are lots of little hacks and strategies that we can use. We can build and stack them on top of each other because if we're trying to chase multiple rabbits, we're not going to catch any. So it's just about working bit by bit on each of them and finding those strategies and those hacks that work. And I will keep sharing them with you because it took me a long time. It took me a long time to get to this point where I have my life together. And some people never get to this point. Some ADHDers feel like their life is a mess and is scattered and just like they're juggling all the balls in the air and things are about to drop or they're always dropping one of them. And I felt like that for so long. I'm 30. I've been working on this stuff actively since I was 14. And I always wondered like when I moved out and became an adult, like around the age 20, I was really wondering why is this so difficult for me? Other people move out and it's easy, but I had to like learn one thing at a time. I had to build these habits, like getting the dishes done, doing the laundry and adulting, and then working on all these things like exercise, hydration, and food, which should be pretty natural, but they are difficult. So I feel so lucky, even though it took me 10 years to get to the point where I finally have it all together and I'm not dropping the balls and I feel great about my life. I'm parenting, I'm doing my business stuff. I am healthy. I'm eating well. I'm not overthinking meal prep. I am exercising every day and I no longer have to think about hydration. It's just natural to me. And my house is like in order. I know how I, I know how to stay on top of it all. I get enough outdoor time. I have this beautiful free life where it's really balanced between homeschooling and my my passions and going and exploring the world and and also having some creativity. It's it's a lot of people, it's easy for a lot of people, but for neurodiverse folks, that is a feat. That is amazing. And the way to do that is to start somewhere, is to use the hacks and strategies, especially making them habit because 
Because executive functioning and working memory and all of that is difficult for us, we need to make things habit because when things are habit, they happen automatically. You automatically breathe. You automatically go to the toilet when you need to, hopefully. <laughs> that is an ADHD thing is to not go to the loo straight away. Um, but you will automatically eat if you're really hungry. If you're dehydrated and thirsty, you will drink water. There are things that you will naturally do. When you wake up in the morning, you, you got out of bed at some point. You probably pick up your phone often. Um, all of these things are habits and you can turn anything into a habit. Once it's a habit, it's automatic. You don't need to think about it anymore. It's just happening. And it, there's a tipping point where it becomes easier to do the thing than to not do the thing. And I am amazed that we are, it's the 19th of February. I've been doing my exercise routine at least since the 1st of January, like regularly. I skipped it when we went camping, but every single day, every single day. And that's, that's almost two months and I'm not bored of it. And there's been some times where I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do it. But then I tell myself, okay, well, I'll just get started. I'll just do a bit. And um, the book Atom Atomic Habits by James Clear is amazing. If you like to read books or listen to audiobooks, And I, I share a lot of his hacks and tips. Um, but when the habit is just getting on the treadmill or just going into my home gym or just putting on my workout gear, like this small thing, the other things naturally happen after it. Rather than telling myself, oh, I have to go work out for an hour, I say, no, well, I'm just going to get started. And then the other things naturally happen. And maybe I'll stop early, maybe I won't. But that habit is so strong now that the idea of not doing it is just silly. If I could do an hour of exercise every morning, yeah, maybe it's not it, like, okay, when I say an hour of exercise, I don't mean I'm hardcore working out. Some of it is gentle stretching. Some of it is on the treadmill and all of it is like multitasking, listening to audiobooks or podcasts or books or doing EFTs. So it's fun. It's like slow, chilled working out. But if I can do that, then I can definitely get up and do a few stretches. Like there's no excuse. So that's where I'm at. And you can get to that point, but don't, don't compare your start point, your first step to someone else's. I was going to say, my brain's trying to think of a number. I thought 50, 100 millionth, whatever. From years, years. And I've always wanted to, yeah, no, I've always wanted to exercise, but I've never really done this kind of working out thing. I've, I've had like yoga and um, Kijong and different ways of moving my body, but now it's like hardcore. Not hardcore. That's a lazy person's workout. So you can do it too. You can get to this point where you are exercising, your body feels healthy and energetic and your brain is functioning well because you've been moving. And anytime you feel a slump or negative emotions, you can use energy to get back to feeling good and where you want to be. Not necessarily, okay. Not necessarily anytime you're feeling any negative emotion, just like bury it under exercise but it helps to process and let it out like even anger and things you can go and exercise and that will help move that emotion it doesn't mean you're going to forget whatever triggered you because sometimes there's things we need to address right and we don't want to bury anger and sadness but it can help feel better process it better deal with it better helps our emotional regulation and our energy regulation and our brain function and gives that brain a rest and it's just 
I love it. So from this non-sporty, non-active person, take it from me, exercise is beautiful and fantastic and really can make a huge difference to your functioning. I notice I feel very much not as good when I don't exercise and when I don't eat fresh, tasty foods. So stack on the good habits and um, once they become habits, there's less of that unraveling, less of that life kind of going to pieces kind of thing. And it's like you up your baseline a little bit. And my baseline is up here now rather than things falling apart and then they're really falling apart, if you know what I mean. So that's what I wish for you too, is to have a life that is stable and enjoyable and fun and functional. And I'm going to stop talking because I pretty much, that's all I have to say for now about this. So I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you go and move your body. I should have said at the start of this, you could probably have multitasked and moved your body a bit while you listen to this. But if you aren't doing that, move your body in some way now. Even if you're just like, kick your legs around, do a couple jumps, get energy moving. You'll feel better. Trust me, do it for five minutes minimum aim for 20 and see how you feel and then use those hacks. You can listen to my other podcast episodes too um, to find out some more hacks about getting stuff done and making it regular and habitual and make it happen. And yeah, your life is going to be on the up, 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 up and feel better and better every single day. So that's it for today. I love you lots. I will see you or you will hear me. You will see me. We will, we will connect in the next podcast episode. Bye, guys.